Shalom, family. Welcome to another episode of Jacob's Seed Podcast. I have a special guest with me. And we're going to be talking about why we left the church. We're going there today. Let's get into it. Again, thank you for tuning in to Jacob Seed Podcast, because like always, I believe that you can be somewhere else, listening to somewhere else, or listening to someone else, uh, And but you've chose to listen to Jacob Seed Podcast, and I do not take that lightly. I thank you for everybody in every city, on every continent that has tuned in. Listen, we have a special guest today. Um, also, before I get to the special guest, because I always forget this part, I always forget the to pub my own podcast, which I, I don't know why I forget that, but I do. Um, so you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcast, on uh, Google Podcasts or Google Play Music, also on Stitcher, on um, Spotify, on TuneIn, and wherever you can get your podcast. I'm pretty much everywhere. Uh, so make sure whatever platform that you're listening to this on, you subscribe. Also, you can go to our YouTube channel, Jacob Seed, and subscribe there as well. Also get the podcast and some bonus footage um, of some things that obviously I can't put on a podcast because, well, podcast is not a video. So again, go to all those platforms, subscribe, do all those good things. Um, and thank you for uh, Toda for your support as well. So all that over with, I have a special guest with me today right here on the Jacob C. Podcast, my first guest on the show. Want to introduce yourself or you want me to introduce you? <laughs> How you want to do this? I mean, because you, you know. It's your show. You run it. I mean, I, I do run things. Um, I do run it, as T.I. would say. Um, and don't act like some of y'all know who T.I. is. Y'all know. I ain't that spiritual. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourself. Shalom, everybody. I am Yakolia Batya, and I am Yermiahu's wife. Yes, she is. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Isha, for uh, coming on the Jeremy or on the uh, Jacob C. podcast today. We will obviously be discussing why we left the church, and uh, I want to give a caveat before we even get into it. Um, our goal here, um, especially for our brothers and sisters that we know are going to be listening to this, that are still, um, whether they're in the Christian faith or the, the faith, the Islamic faith or, or Judaism or um, Hinduism or Buddhism or whatever ism or entities, like I always say that you're in. Um, our goal here is not to attack anyone and not to single out um, any one group of people. Um, our goal is always that you seek truth. Uh, live it out and inform others about it. Um, and we know that these organized religions are not the most highs, most perfect way. Um, and we try to, and, but we know how important 
um, even though we as Israelites no longer believe these ways, you know how important these ways are and entrenched these traditions are in people's lives. So we want to be sensitive about the information that we bring, um, not to hold anything back, um, but have a level of sens- sensitivity, knowing that, man, at some point we were in that same spot that our mothers are in, our fathers are in, our cousins, brothers, sisters, best friends or whomever. Uh, we were stuck in these religions that just weren't they weren't preaching the truth to us or teaching the truth to us. Um, so but but so I don't want this to come across as an attack on the Christian church. Uh, it's just that we were never Muslim. We were never Jewish. We were never Buddhists. We were Christians um, or at least in the Christian church. I should say, um, we weren't yeah. Christians, just by definition. But anyway, we'll get to that later. I tend to talk a lot because I'm used to be on the show by myself. Please, <laughs> at any time, interrupt me. Do whatever you got to do. Um, first, I kind of want to start off with because um, we we have we have we were, we were both raised in the church, yeah, but we have totally different church backgrounds. Right, it's not nowhere near the same two roads going two different places. So um, if you want to start off, kind of tell, kind of tell the family, um, like where you're from, church background and all that good stuff. Okay. Um, So yeah, I grew up um, just up North. Um, Up North. What's up up North? north? What's up North? What is that? What is that like? So we're in Tennessee. So was that Kentucky? Massachusetts. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I think Canada's last Massachusetts, it was kind of split half and half. <clears throat> um, and my dad is a Baptist preacher, wow. not only, not only just a Baptist preacher, but a Haitian Baptist preacher. And I say. <laughs> the reason why adding that the Haitian to it is important is because Haitian all in itself is its own culture. Um, mm-hmm. and so you're Haitian and you're Baptist and you're a pastor. Um, so if you live in that household, you, I mean, it's just a different world. Um, I, but but tell them too, because the, I think most audiences, when they hear Haitian, um, if they, if they're unlearned, um, <laughs> like my, like my grandmother, I told my grandmother, Hey, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm dating this girl. She's Haitian. Her first reaction was like, she ain't doing that voodoo stuff. Is she? So, right. uh, so we know, you know, some people there, Haitians are heavily, you know, Baptist Catholic, but then they go to the, they go to the, to the rain man to get some stuff done. Right. Right. No, so we did what, not do any of that. Gotcha. And that's just strictly straight Baptist Jesus. Once you saved, you always saved, but mm. you better make sure that you keep the right face on in church and you, you know, you do what you're supposed to do. Um, mm. It was a very strict household. Um, always had to make sure you had the face on. Because you represented the pastor. And not only don't you do you represent the pastor, you represent your father as a Haitian leader. You mm. whatever you do, you, you represent him and his household. So it was always important um for at least that was my perspective growing up, that when you go to church, you have to be you're the pastor's kid. You're not even a person. You're the pastor's Ooh, kid. And you have to live that role. So I I walked in it. You know, went to all what was part of all the youth groups, choir groups, youth, young adult, whatever, outings and choirs, everything. Um, taught Sunday school because that was just the natural. Sunday school. Yeah. Mm. That was just the natural 
you know, evolution of things. You have to teach right. Sunday school because, I mean, what else? you have to prove that you're growing. Um, leading youth groups, uh, just anything church related, we were there. Gotcha. I was there. Even after I stopped going to my parents' church or going to church with them, I had to make sure to keep that up because other pastors knew my dad. Right. So you, you have, have to, to be. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, and every time someone sees me, oh, you're Pastor So and So's daughter. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad my parents. (laughs) So, you know, you always have to make sure that when you are present, because what people are seeing, they're seeing Pastor So-and-so and his family. Mm. You you know, you just the shell of that family. So um, it was always important, like I said, to put on the face, um, no matter how much, you know, trouble or I remember going just in high school, going through like a bout of depression and what I was told to do was like, you know, basically kind of ignore it, you know, make the make it till you fake it. It was make it till you make it. Well, the exact words were, you know, let the joy of the Lord be your strength. But I didn't even know what that meant or how to do that. <laughs> I was just like, bro, I don't even know what the joy of the Lord is. Like, how what? So yeah. It, it's it was interesting. Yeah, so I, I think it's um I think it's fascinating how if you if you if you have uh, if you grew up in the Christian church, especially in the black experience, um, I think if you're a foreign, if you're a so-called black person, you're foreign is a, a whole nother level to it because uh, we know how those Haitian and Nigerian parents can be. High expectations. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, it's still funny how we went through life and through the Christian church, not necessarily investigating anything, but. <clears throat> just doing as we were told. And over time, that mm-hmm. just becomes these habits that we get into, this yeah. habit of life. Like you go to church every Sunday. You go through the motions. Yeah, you believe what the preacher said because that's what you were taught to believe. Um, and so me, my, my church background is, I mine wasn't as strict as my wife's. I was expected to be in church every Sunday, absolutely. Um, my, uh, my, my mother was not saved when I was born. So when I was three years old, um, she um, accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior. Uh, I'm sure at an altar call or whatnot, I don't that that would be her story to tell. Um, she is in the truth, Hallelujah, uh, for that. Uh, but that would be her story to tell. Maybe I have her on a podcast. She claims she didn't want to do it, but hey, we'll see. But anyway, so my church background is kind of it's kind of split. So from age three to thirteen, I was in the Pentecostal experience. So I went to a non-denominational deliverance church um, until I was maybe, I don't know, like 10 years old or so or something like that. Oh no, until I was until I was 13. So it was it was the it was the non-denominational deliverance church slash coded church. So my mom was in a non-denominational deliverance church. Everybody else in my family was coded. So if you don't know coded, it's Church of God in Christ. So it's probably it's, it's the biggest so-called black. Um, Pentecostal denomination that there is. Hmm. Um, so in that in that vernacular is it's 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 putting on a face, but it's another way. So it's like, man, who can who can run the fastest around the pews? Um, who can shout the loudest? Who can jump the loudest? Who hmm. can who can speak in tongues? And uh, it's almost like people are putting on a show. Yeah. That's what I saw as a kid, and it was entertaining. So hmm. as a kid, you, you like the environment, and as you grow up. You understand there's kind of like this balance that you have to that you have to go on. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, I mean, it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Um, but most of the time, 
growing up. And even now, I think my whole dispensation was, you know, God, who are you? Mm-hmm. I want to find you. I want to understand yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And even as a kid, that understanding came through the lens of uh, a Pentecostal lean. So that's how I saw God. Then when I was 13, stuff happened at the church. I don't really know because I was young, uh, but the pastors left, everybody left. Um, and we went to a missionary Baptist church. And I tell people went to a missionary Baptist church, oh, you guys went on a mission. I ain't never went on a mission. <laughs> uh, but the people there were awesome, right? And as far as Christianity, the religion goes, I learned the most I ever learned there. So there uh, I learned um, just about the Christian faith, the most I ever learned. So through Sunday school, through youth uh, group, through all these different things, I became the sound man. Then I actually became an associate minister and was slash youth pastor and all these things. And there's still people there that I love, that I care for, and that I pray for by name every single night that they come into this truth, that they realize who they are, um, that they are not Gentiles, but they are they are Israelites. They are uh, the seed of Jacob. And that, you know, his covenant's not done away with, his laws is not done away with, and they come to this truth. So that, that's kind of quickly, I guess, both of our church backgrounds. And I, I will say this, I'll speak for myself, and I'll let my, my wife speak for herself. We didn't, people assume, I remember I was on this, I was watching this YouTube thing, and I forgot the name, I think his name is Benjamin Banks. Um, he's an artist, he was singing. Um, if you guys know what Rebirth is, Rebirth of a Nation, Hebrew Nation Building, they were doing something, and he was there. And I commented on the YouTube page, say, oh, man, when this guy coming out with a CD or whatnot, somebody said, oh, you guys are fake and this, that, the other. And you guys are just, you know, you guys got a bunch of church hurt. That's mm-hmm. why y'all left. Mm-hmm. I will say I've never been hurt mm-hmm. by the Christian church. Mm-hmm. I've never been a part of a scandal, never seen a scandal. I've never been robbed, never been a part of robbing, at least <laughs> not that I know of. Um, I literally, and, and some people take it to another level. Um, brothers and sisters, some of y'all take it to another level. If you tell you, if you, if you're honest with yourself, you, you, a lot of us can look back and say, man, we had some of the best years, although we were living a lie, Mm -hmm. we had some of the best years of our life Mm -hmm. in whatever church you came out of. And that's, and that's my stance. I had some of the best years of my life, uh, met my best friends there, which I'm still friends with till this day. Um, and those are some of the people that I pray by name that they come into this truth. Because uh, I don't believe in isolating yourself, right? Because um, mm-hmm. then how how else are how else are people going to know the truth if you isolate yourself from them? So I don't sever those ties and those relationships. Um, if anything, I try to make those relationships deeper, um, even as I learn more about um, this truth. So, yeah. uh, go ahead. I was saying, again, I talk a lot. Same so, here. Um, yeah. No church hurt. No. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've seen scandals, but if you're mature enough, you realize that people are people and people fall and people make mistakes and, you know, we're human. We sin. So despite those scandals, you look at the big picture, at least for me, it was always that as a whole, as a group of people, as the quote unquote church, our goal is not to single out these big issues and be like, man, 
if that one person falls off, then it's a, it's a wrap for all of us. No, that's not true. We are a group of people. And if our goal is to glorify the most high, then one person should not be the reason we fall apart and that right. we just leave everything behind. So if that's the case, then that means it's, it's a deeper issue at hand. It's not an issue of whether you believe the most high or those people represent him. It's what do you really you know, uphold as significant, as transform, mm. as, as uh, transforming. So, yeah, no, church hurt is definitely not part of our journey. Um, I think as we walked, or at least as I be, uh, got closer to knowing the truth, definitely being disappointed at the deception. Right. Um, but again, it's and it's not personal. It wasn't personal because yeah. we understood that. And, and, and this is not to denigrate anybody who actually experienced church hurt, but yeah, I would say that. The more into the truth we got, I think the, the first emotion, I think, is always anger and disappointment. Those mm-hmm. two together is like, man, I've been lied to. Yeah. And I'm not mad. I was never mad at any of the pastors because they were lied to. And the pastor before them was lied to. And all the way down to whoever the first preacher, uh, uh, you know, slave who became preacher was, who was lied to mm-hmm. um, by this by this nation that took us into slavery and, and pushed this this false religion on us. But uh, let us pause for a commercial break real quick. And when we get back, we'll start to talk about um, the turn we made. What what was it that said, hey, you might want to rethink the religion that you're in? So we'll get right into that, um, right into that, I guess, after these messages. Family, we are back. So we kind of told you a, a brief synopsis of our church background, church history or whatnot. Right now we want to, I guess, get into what was it that made you start to question or made us start to question the religion that we were in. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I don't, I, I don't think it necessarily became a point to where I questioned the religion itself. That's um, mm-hmm. it religion, quote unquote, um, it was just a journey of truly finding the most high and knowing who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that started a long time ago, even as a teenager, my desire was always to know him, but I didn't know how to do that outside of the doctrine that I was given. Right. Um, and even now today, I think about it, like never in a million years would I have thought that I would ever say the words, I am not a Christian. If anything, I was afraid that one day I would say those words. Can, can I interject a bit? Yeah. It's, it's funny, quick story about saying that you're not a Christian. So we're, we're, we're in Kroger and this, <laughs> this woman approached us. Oh, you have a beautiful family. We're there. We have, we have three um, little girls. And you guys have a beautiful family, this, that, and the other. And for whatever reason, she, she felt the need to, invite us to her church or no she asked us what church do you go to or did mm-hmm. she invite us to church i don't remember which it's one probably it was. Both. but li- living in memphis tennessee and i'll just say memphis i don't live in all of the south but i think this is a southern thing because this did not ever happen to me when i grew up in illinois or when uh, when we lived in boston never never happened so i think this is more of a southern especially memphis where there's literally a 800 plus person church on every single corner but she asked, oh, what church do you guys go to? And he was like, no. oh, that's what it was. What church do you guys go to? Mm-hmm. He was like, no, we don't really go to, you know, we don't really go to church. 
Right. Um, she's like, oh, well, you know, if you guys are, you know, free on a Sunday or a Bible study or something, I go to such and such church and I'd love for you guys to come out. It'll be like, great for your kids. Your yeah, kids would love right. it. Right. He was like, yeah, we're, we're very respectful. Um, he was like, yeah, but, you know, we're not we're not Christians. Like, you can see, like, again, I don't want to make fun of anybody, but you can see, like, in her face, it's kind of like um, like those robots on TV, like, you throw water <laughs> on them. It's like, Overload. I don't know what to do here. I'm <laughs> just going prepared. to awkwardly turn around and walk away. So yeah, that was that was. I think that was the first time that both of us voiced to anybody that we're not a Christian. And in that aisle at Kroger, we realized, yeah, this is real. This ain't church. Yeah, no, I don't, she was not prepared for that. So she was just, she awkwardly was like, oh, okay, well, if ever you want to come, like it was just really awkward. But um, yeah, so yeah, never a million years I think that I would say these words. Like I said, that was my biggest fear. Right. Like my goal was to stay in the bubble so that I would not be brought out of the bubble because the bubble was safe. Safe. And we were um, already told, hey, you know, it's Christians that will go to heaven. Everybody else is going to hell. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, just had a desire. And I, and I think most people have that desire to know the most high. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a matter of whether we truly listen. Um, and also if he allows us to see and hear. Um wow. And it's, it's a scary thought because he does not allow everyone to see. He allows everyone mm-hmm. to hear the truth, but mm-hmm. not everyone will receive it and accept it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So anyway, we it was just a couple of years ago. We were going to this church. I mean, it was great because we had um, we figured it was, you know, doctrinally sound. We had right. left another church before because we felt something was off. So we figured, well, let's go to a different church. Right. Um, found this church, stayed there. It was great. Um, got involved, made great friends. So there for like a decade, you know? a very long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was crazy because you go there and you hear this word and you're like, man, this is a good word. Man, every time this is good. This is good. Um, but never challenge it. No, never no. challenge it because you're reading out of the word and it fits the doctrine that you were fed. Right. So it, it doesn't uh, conflict with it. Um, but anyway, um, got to a point where I just, you know, you, as a Christian, you go through these ups and downs, everything's great. And then you go through these cycles and right. And I got tired of that and I was praying and just, it got to the point where I was just like, okay, at this point, I feel like all I know for sure is that the, that God is real. That's it. I'm praying. I'm like, I know that you are real. There's something off about where I am. Like, I don't even want to go to church. I felt bad because I didn't want to go. Mm. I stopped going and I would go only because the girls were like, well, we want to go. And I figured, well, they got friends there. Right. They have fun. I didn't care what's going on. They, yeah, I fun. became that parent. I'm coming to church for the kids. Um, <laughs> and I felt bad. Job, pretend like you're going to sanctuary. Yeah, that, just that sit around. Line back to the, to, the, to, the, uh, to the parking lot. Get Man. some Starbucks. Don't nobody know you go. <laughs> Hang out in the <laughs> lobby. Um. But I felt bad because I felt like I was um, just betraying God. I, was, I just mm. wasn't seeking him. But um, it was something about being in, in that church that just didn't sit well with me. Um, 
And even the thought of searching for another church was just not an option. Like I thought about it, but I was like, I'm not church hopping again. Like I'm not going through this motion. I need to know that he's real and I need to know it for sure. I need to know him clearly for who he is. And so as I started making that prayer, um, it just, my, my mind was brought to go read the old Testament, start from the beginning. And you know, me and my whiny tail, I'm like, well, you know, it's, I know the stories. <laughs> I taught Sunday school. Right. Um, it's, I really want, I need some meat, you know, just take me to the Romans. What's the real it? stuff? Yeah, give me the good stuff. What Paul said. <clears throat> right. Um, and Probably so, inside. you know, I'm lollygagging, <laughs> but still whining in prayer saying, I really need to know you. Show me who you are. Like I would write stuff down so that I can, um, so that I can see who he was. And I think, you know, New Year's resolution and my prayer was, oh, you know, I want to see the goodness of God this year. Um, and so I wrote that down and I would continue to pray and pray. Um, and again, that that little still voice was kept saying, read from the beginning. And I was mm. just, I would just push it back because I'm like, there's nothing there. Like in the beginning, God created. We know this. Um, so anyway, ignored it for a while. Um, until, man, until we went to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for, for, I'll, <clears throat> excuse me, for I'll, my cousin's wedding. You for a, yeah, for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll rewind just a little bit. Um, as I was going through, I'm sorry, as I'm going through um, my search, <clears throat> excuse me, all I knew was that I wanted to be able to understand or go back to the original culture um that the that was intended for the bible right um i was realizing more and more and i think that's what it was with church i was realizing more and more that everything we were doing was very intertwined with the culture it was very american very american right it had nothing to do with the culture of the bible yeah we didn't even know what we were the culture of the bible at that time right i had no idea this one and so i think what led right before we went to chicago my prayer was um, I asked the Most High to completely strip me, my mind of my understanding of the Bible, my understanding of him, to literally decolonize it. Like that, that was the word I said, like, please mm. decolonize my mind so that I can truly see you for who you are. Oh, yeah. Separate from the culture of this country and what we were fed. Yes. Because um, it's hard. It's, and, and people don't believe that Christianity is intertwined. It's part of the American culture. Yeah. Try your best to, to unweave it from that culture and see if that culture doesn't collapse. Mm. Like, and I'm not saying, and hear me good, I ain't saying God is a part of this culture. Christianity mm. is a part of this culture, along what with football, guns, said. and apple pie. Uh-oh. You can't, can't get rid of that stuff in this country. I don't know about other countries. I never lived there. <laughs> but this country is, that, that is just part, and you see it more when you come to the South. Mm. We uh, we ran into in the South is like this cultural Christianity. Yeah, I go to church because my great great grand grandmother. That's, that's what we did forever. Uh, you know, my my granddaddy bought this pew. Uh, my my great uncle laid that brick. Whatever the excuse was, and the majority of it wasn't. Oh, I'm here to really get closer to the Most High. People say that because it's cliche, uh, but that. Your, your, your real purpose, if they were being honest with themselves, was they were there for position. They were there for um, social, a social life. They were there trying to find a mate. They were there for babysitting service. 
uh, some of the preachers, in which we had some who would stand up on the pulpit and and, and voice with their mouth, hey, I don't want to be preaching here, but one Man. of my other preachers moved elsewhere and I have to be up here. Just know that I don't want to be up here preaching. Man. And I'm, I'll tell you my no lie. Yes, my wife is my witness. <laughs> Um, and if I had a second person here, we can have two or three of them witnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but before you get to Chicago now, mm-hmm. let, me, let me tell my half of this, because Chicago is kind of like the um, where everything merges together. Yeah. Um, so catapulses to right. where we are now. So as my wife is going through this journey, I'm going through this journey as well, but in a different space because I've taken a job that that makes that that I have to work on on Sunday now. And I think that was in the most highest plan because outside of that, outside of my shift moving to a Sunday, there's no way, no way I would ever miss church. There's no way that I would have been separated from it. I would have still enjoyed going and my wife had been miserable. And I know she wouldn't even told me just because like, okay, he's happy. The kid's happy. I'm just going to suffer through this. But the most high took me away from that environment. Um, and sometimes you have to get outside of a thing in order to kind of see what's really going on. And kind of my prayer with my wife as well was, it's her prayer too, was that most high, show me who you really are. I want truth. I don't want Kojic. I don't want Pentecostal. I don't want Presbyterian. I don't want uh, these doctrines and dogma. I want the truth remove every bias that I have, every presupposition, lay me bare. And when I open this this Bible up, I want it to just be raw as if I've never read it before. And just like my wife, so the first thing I did because of, I I reverted back to my doctrine, open the Bible, go to to John chapter one, verse one. That's where they tell you to start. Okay, I'm starting all over again, right? Um, and that it just didn't sit well with me. Someone's like, man, you need to go back to the beginning. Let me back up just a little bit more. And so as my wife said, there, there's, we, we went to, I think only two churches together. I want to say two churches, three churches. And I was actually a part of a team that was going to actually launch a brand new church. Mm-hmm. And I stepped out of that. Uh, I think that was the most highest providence as well. Um, but at all these churches, of course, we found relationships and people and some of the relationships we still have today. And we, again, by name, pray for these people that they come into the truth, uh, because if, if we're not that light for them, who will be? Um, so we were at this particular church and this is one of the church, this one of the churches I grew up in. Um, the leaders moved here to Memphis and they kind of started their own little thing. And I was there and there was just there was this particular sermon about prayer. And the preacher likened our prayers to um, a, con- a, a, um, conveyor belt. a conveyor belt. So if you've ever worked in a warehouse or shipping and logistics kind of thing, you understand there's somebody at the conveyor belt and there's there's a man working the conveyor belt in this conveyor belt itself. So he said we um, the most high was a conveyor belt. We were the people working on the conveyor belt. And by virtue of how we prayed that we control the speed or what comes down that conveyor belt. Mm -hmm. So my first inkling was like, wait a minute, are you telling me that the creation controls the creator? Hmm. Like, I didn't know if that's what he meant. He didn't, he didn't really expound any further than that, but I was stuck on that. 
So then I told no, my wife, <laughs> I told my wife, I was like, man, this something ain't, I'm that, that sermon, that something already was working in me because we would, we would go to that church then we would really go home and then we would listen to some preacher that's like a thousand miles away. And that's how pretty much, I, I went to the church because I was assistant slash youth pastor there and I felt that I had an obligation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm a man of my word and I don't like letting people down. But anywho, long story short, we left that church, went to this other church and watched the, you know, it's very good and the sound and all this blah, blah, blah. And then even in that church, fast forward, it was fast forward back up to the, the, me changing my shift at work, it's like, man, something just, I'm listening to the sermons online, podcasts, all this stuff. And I'm like, man, something just is not sitting well here. Something's not, I don't know what it is. It's not right. And like my wife says, like, I'm not trying to like church hop. Because if you're listening to this and you know, you're not, and uh, you don't call yourself an Israelite, I think our first reaction in church when something goes we feel it in our spirit like something's not right here mm-hmm. our response is well i'm finding the church yeah i'm not growing it's time for me to move on. right and you you're there for you know five six seven eight nine years and you realize oh well, i've outgrown this church let's go to the next one yeah the most high is trying to get you out of that system altogether and i don't know if it's the, it's probably the same thing in every other religion but i've not been a part of every, uh, every other every other religion but I would just say, like, in those moments, man, listen to the most high and, like, dare to challenge what you're in, um, but to to Chicago. Yeah. Chicago was interesting. Um, we went there just for a good time. It was a wedding. Um, Great it was, time. It was, awesome yeah, wedding. it was a good time. Epic. Um, however, we so we stayed at his cousin's house um, mm-hmm. and the her... Fiance, fiance at the time, time. Yeah. Um, came over and just would hang out with us. And the conversations were so like Deep. out there. Yeah. <laughs> I was just sitting there and listening. And mind you, I'm, I go to bed at like 10 o'clock. That's, that's it for me. I'm in the bed. Yeah, two o'clock in the morning talking about scriptures. It, right. <laughs> and I was like, you know, one eye open, like trying to digest everything that's being said. And, um, I don't know. It was just interesting because it got my mind thinking, excuse me. And I want to say he mentioned, he started talking about, yeah, he did start talking about scriptures. um, But it was like out of the ordinary stuff. Like, do you think that something about angels and UFOs and then you you and him just start going back and forth? Because some stuff I was like, you had already been looking at some stuff. I was looking at some stuff and I was like, yeah, some of this stuff is like outlandish. I'm not, I'm not, posture was because i was at that moment my the most high was starting to answer my prayer so i was i was open to hearing other people's opinion outside of the traditional christian opinion about christianity quote unquote somewhat right um so i was like yeah my response would be you know i'm not going to say you're wrong because i don't know right i haven't done that research i'm going to say i don't agree you know, I just don't agree with what you're talking about, but I'm not going to say you're wrong because I haven't done that research. And at that point, my, my thing was, I'm going to quit just be, eating what I'm fed. I'm going to literally, everything mm-hmm. that comes out of somebody's mouth when they say they're talking about the scriptures, I'm going to put it to the test. Investigate. Let's, put, let's investigate and hold it up against the, the scriptures and see if it stands. And I will say about this cousin, um, love her. Uh, uh, back in 2000 and... Mm-hmm. Eight, 
we had a conversation. I think it was like Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. Christmas she was over at my grandma's house. Everybody's over at my grandma's house. It's Christmas. And she, I think she had just come into the to the truth. And she was trying to explain that to me and my mom and my grandmother. And it was this huge argument because we, we were all like, man, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. You sound crazy. Ain't nobody ever heard <laughs> nothing like this. You know, you were raised in a church. Why are you talking all this crazy stuff? Like, this is foolishness. And we going back and forth. And, and, not, I mean, I'm, I'm downplaying the argument a little bit, but it, it was mm-hmm. it was a big enough argument to where my wife, like, she left the room. She's like, this is ridiculous, y'all. I was stressed out. This is crazy. Like, that's how big the argument was. Like, people walked away angry. Um, but thank God to the Most High that, uh, you know, thanks to the Most High that I was able to, a decade later, to, like, receive this truth. So that, that's his mercy, to keep me alive for a decade enough to still work with me. And she planted that seed, and he watered it, and, you know, thankfully it grew. Yeah. Um, And what I'll say, I guess, just to summarize the time we had there, the conversations we had um, allowed me to hear where Yermiahu was in his Mm -hmm. journey because we were, and he didn't know where I was either. I think we were both going through our own journey separately. We didn't Um, tell each other. Well, one, I would say I didn't want to tell my wife because I was like, I kind of already read like Deuteronomy 28 and I was kind of convinced, like, I think, I think we we the people. But that didn't I, even cross my mind. I was like, man, if I tell this Baptist Haitian woman this stuff, she gonna leave me with the kids. <laughs> so I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut and let the work and let the Most High keep working on me. <laughs> man, um, yeah. So it was interesting. It was the first time that I was, I personally just listening and hearing um, where he was in his journey and the things that he was open to um, explore. And so on our way back to Memphis from there, we just started having a conversation about where we were spiritually and what the Most High had been showing us or dealing with us about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, to me, I think so. I think this was kind of the first time that the idea of, you know, we the people was like actually settled in my mind. Like, oh, OK, well, that's great. Israelites. Sounds like sounds fun. Sounds great, but why it is didn't, that important? Right. It it was great, <laughs> but it didn't necessarily help me with where I was. What I was looking for was the most high, not Israelites. Right. Um, so you know, we got to talking, and so for me to find and understand the most high, uh, I think we agreed was to understand the culture of the people. Right. Which at the time for us was like, hey, there's this messianic Jewish church or synagogue. Sorry again. Um, that that has some of the culture, they believe in Jesus. Let's go check them out and see like what right. we can get from there. And, and to, and to uh, fill in some gaps, while we're, while we're driving back from Chicago, back to Memphis, we come home and we realize we have um, some friends who have uh, a couple that we love, our friends. One of them moved to Nashville. Uh, a couple of them moved to Atlanta and then moved to Nashville, and the one just moved to Atlanta. So it's like, it's three couples. And to find out, without even having any conversations with them whatsoever, we find out they're on the same exact journey. Mm-hmm. Like, finding out that we're the true Israelites, what does that mean, why that's important, and all that good stuff. Yeah. So I think, um, let's pause for a second. And when we come back, we will start to talk about, you know, our conversations and how the Most High revealed to us that, man, you are the chosen seed of mm-hmm. Jacob 
um, and then kind of breaking down some of the things that we were taught in Christianity and we how we start putting those things on trial and those things came up to be false for the most part. Hmm. Um, so sit tight after this commercial break. We'll be right back. Shalom family. I know y'all love listening to podcasts. Why? Cause you listening to Jacob seed right now. And one of the best ways to listen to this podcast and many more is through Stitcher Radio, specifically their premium plan. Why, you ask? Check this out. With Stitcher Premium, you can listen to some of your favorite shows ad-free, like Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murderer, Wolverine the Lost Trial, and of course, Jacob C. Podcast. Plus, get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, comedy albums, and more. Only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year. Go to stitcher.com slash premium to sign up today. Use promo code Jacob. That's promo code Jacob, J-A-C-O-B, for one month free on your monthly plan. Shalom, family. Okay, family, we are back at it. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. Um, and even if even if you're not in this truth, I hope that um, you're enjoying it, getting something out of it so far. So we're about to go, we're gonna, we're about to go deeper, all right? about to turn that corner. Now this is the time where, you know, we, we went through the whole, you know, something's wrong about this, this religion stuff. Um, the Most High revealing some things to us. He's using family members to kind of witness to us. Um, he's putting us on the right path. We found out that we had friends who were going through the same journey. Um, and they are, they are in the truth um, to this day. They are, they are Israelite brothers and sisters that know they're Israelite brothers and sisters because a lot of us are Israelites who don't know it. And now, so we get to the part where, okay, it's time to, it's time to put this thing on trial. Like, now what? It, now what? Mm-hmm. So we've heard all this stuff, got all these angles. So we have what we've traditionally known. We have this kind of in-between, like I know what traditionally we've been taught, ain't there's something off with that don't really know what the whole truth is. And then we have our cousins on the other side telling us, you know, you're the Israelites and all this stuff. And then, like my wife said, we go to this Messianic Jewish synagogue. I think that's what, and I I honestly think that's where a lot of us get caught up at. And that's where the investigation stops. We're like, oh, you got people who believe um, in the Old and the New Testament, all of it. That's what I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. This is the culture I've been looking for. Yeah. Not realizing that that's a stolen culture. Hmm. Cause they make the people. Yeah. We are. <laughs> so we, so now I'll make this part short because although it is very transformative, I don't want to spend a lot of time here. So we go to this Messianic Jewish church, uh, nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I end up, I end up going to, we go walk in and we're like, man, it feels like home because and it's funny that we use those exact words, it feels like home. Mm. Obviously, these people have been assuming our identity and stealing our culture um, since for, for a long time, right? Mm. And we can go into scripture. I'm not going to go that deep into scripture because this would be a very long podcast to do that. But there are parts in scripture, if you read them, mm. you will understand that there have been people that have been trying to assume our identity since the beginning, all right? But anyway, go there. And I joined this Bible study and they're talking about all this stuff. And I start, I start having questions. So unlike Christianity, I'm like, yo, I'm not going to just 
eat what you're feeding me. Prove it. Prove all things, as, as, as the scriptures say. Prove what you're saying. So they would say things like, well, you guys are Gentiles. So, um, you know, if you want to join in with us and, you know, following the law, statutes, commandments, you can. But if, if you don't want to, you don't have to. You don't have to take on that burden. You don't have to take on that burden. Yeah. So, but then when we start reading the scripture, so so now me and my wife at this point, we 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 listen to the Most High and we start reading. Mm-hmm. We start reading Genesis. We start reading the Torah. Right, right, right. And stuff is starting to open up. Stuff is starting to make some a little bit of sense. And then when I get to that, I was like, wait a minute, did we not just read in Exodus where not only the Israelites but the strangers and the widows and the orphans among them? also followed the laws, statutes, and commandments and were commanded to by the Most High? Hmm, scratch head. That's interesting. Okay. And then then what broke it for me, two things broke it for me. One is one is huge and one is people may look over and say it's small, but I don't think anything small when it comes to Torah. <laughs> First thing was, the big thing was, I was like, wait a minute. So you get to Deuteronomy. And it really was kind of, it's kind of, I'm in the prophets now, right? So get to Deuteronomy and I understand like, okay, um, well, first Leviticus, Leviticus, I'm like, okay, these, these people have made a covenant with the most high and they said, I'm going to follow every word that you say. And if we don't follow every word you say, you can punish us in the way that you say you're going to punish us. And they agreed to it. Yeah. Go to Deuteronomy, that's Leviticus 26, it's in Deuteronomy 28. And then we see that played out in the book of Judges. It's the book of Judges. I'm like, man, most high was serious. He, he tear these people up. What would they tell? And then I'm looking over here, I'm like, wait a minute. If if he whooped the camp's tail at AI for a joke of stealing some stuff, hmm. that's against the law. Ain't they over there right now in Tel Aviv doing all kind of wicked stuff? Mm-hmm. Ain't Israel doing all kind of starting wars with people, um, uh, 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 funding the slave trade, mm-hmm. um, taking land from the Palestines and knowing that they ain't the theirs now belong to them either. It belongs to us, mm-hmm. the Israelites, but still making war, um, deceit, lie, all these things. I'm like, but wait a minute, they doing all that? Yeah, they some of the richest, most powerful. Influential people on the earth. Mm-hmm. Something ain't adding up. Mm-hmm. And then I read, I start reading about, um, and this is what people make in the small. So I'm, we're doing the Shema, and the last part of Shema talks about these fringes that we're supposed to be wearing, right? To remind <laughs> us of, of the Most High's law, statutes, and commandments. And I'm looking I'm like, none of these jokers wearing fringes. And now, fringes all in themselves ain't gonna save you. So if you, if you know you the people and all you're doing is wearing fringes, but you're living a wicked life, <laughs> you, you still ain't making it. Fringes in and of itself ain't going to save you. It's part of the package, but it's not It's not it's going to save you in and of itself. Anyway, I'm looking. These jokes ain't wearing fringes, though. <laughs> and then the fringes some of them do wear, it's just, just little white cotton cord. I said, man, ain't supposed to be a cord of blue in there. Like, they don't even follow the law. Not a like they, and, then, and then I did a DNA test, y'all. Yeah, I know how some of y'all say DNA, this, that, and other. I told my wife, I said, you know what? I'm reading Deuteronomy 28. This sounds like slavery to me. Because <laughs> what is what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a DNA test. And then I read um, um, from Babylon to Timbuktu. 
And I was like, okay, you know, Benin, Togo, all these places, West Africa, learned about the slave coast and all this stuff. I was like, okay, cool. Um, but my grandmother's side has a lot of Irish on her side. So I'm like, damn, but this. But then when I'm reading the scripture, I also learned it ain't got nothing to do with your mom and your grandmother. Hmm. That's not your heritage. Your daddy yeah. is your heritage. But these Jewish people go by your mom and your grandma, which is not scripture. So then I asked the question, I was at this Bible study, and I asked the question, I said, well, if, if, we're, if we're determining lineage hmm. by mama and grandmama, hmm. that means that, that Yeshua's lineage is tainted. It ain't real. He can't be the one. Hmm. Well, what you mean? What you mean? What you mean? Well, is not Ruth the Moabite? Hmm. Um, did, the, did the Torah not say that Moabites ain't getting into nobody's kingdom? Yes. Okay then. So if it's her blood that's moving it, that means that Jesse, her son, David, her grandson, and all that lineage are Moabites. They're not Yahudim. But but our people do not go by the mama. That's Jewish people do that. Mm-hmm. Look at the genealogies. Yes, Israelites go by the daddy, because that's what the Torah says we do. Jesse is Yahudim. Mm-hmm. David, Yahudim, all the way up to Yeshua, Yahudim. Why? Not because of Ruth, but Boaz. Right. The daddy. Mm-hmm. Like, every time I turn around, these jokers ain't following Torah. What are they following? I'm learning about the Torah move. I'm like, oh, mm. that makes sense. Yeah. Y'all know something all totally different. Yeah. Cool. You know, most high bless you. Thank you for. Whatever, <laughs> we go. Yeah. Um, and I'll just say this. Um, even in finding this out and being disappointed once again that a, an organization is still not fully following just the word of the Most High. That's it, just the word. There's always something extra. That disappointment, <laughs> I think, just reveals that we rely so much on man to lead yeah. us. We rely so much on these other nations when the Most High yeah. on every turn said, do not do that. Right. Don't go to these other nations. Yeah. I gave you everything you need right there in the Bible. And, right. And we don't want to do the work because there, there is so, so much, much work. work to do because we've lost. A part of our history has been erased. So we're having to trace our steps back. And, and all it's all in the Word. This is not. Yeah. Uh, slavery is not our history, ladies and gentlemen. That has happened in history. That's not our history. We, we were weaving, that's woven into this American history. We were not, we didn't, that's what I try to explain to people. Oh, well, you know, your grandparents were slaves. No, my grandparents, my, my, my ancestors were brought over here and forced into slavery. They were not slaves. They were Israelites. They were, um, they were educators. They were um, doctors. They were scholars. They were astronomers. They were Go on down the list of what our people did, what they have done prior to the transatlantic slave trade for so many other cultures. We were explorers. We were warriors. We were kings and queens. Go on down the list. And yes, you know, we spent a lot of time in slavery in our own land, uh, being mm-hmm. occupied by different people. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing when we learned that, right? That this whole, what, what, what Christianity would tell you is, well, the curse of Deuteronomy were fulfilled in Babylon. 
Nah, the like, jokes just they cycle. It's, but, but, it continues but, to happen. But when you start when we started reading, so so I would challenge y'all if y'all if y'all haven't read it, and again, remove your presuppositions. Do not if you're listening to this and you don't call yourself Israelite, I I do want you to read it to try to prove us wrong. That's kind of how we came into it. Like we were trying to prove somebody wrong and then we improved ourselves into the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but read Deuteronomy 28, verses 15 through 68. The Most High said, those will be the sign. Mm-hmm. If you break my law, that's going to be the sign that follows my people everywhere they go. Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 68. So and that's, that, that was just part of part of the journey. Like, okay, do the people. So I, anyway, I do this DNA test, right? I tell you, Coley, I'm like, listen. If this thing come back and they say I'm from some Benin, Togo, slave coast, can't no joker tell me nothing. Now, like I said, you don't need no DNA test to prove. Again, I'm somebody that I'm a researcher. I want to prove everything without a shadow of it. I don't want there to be any kind of doubt. Zero. I want somebody saying, oh, you're just trying to attach onto a culture or an idea or identity because you don't have one. Like, nah, I'm, I did the work. <laughs> I did the work in the scripture. I did the work in my DNA. Because mo- like most Israelite men, they don't know their daddy. They don't have a relationship with their, their father. So I don't know that side of my family. I don't know that history. As far as I know, my daddy could be a Hamite. I don't know. I don't know. So did the work. Test came back. You're from Slave Coast. You're from Benin, Togo. Uh, yeah. More than that. Yeah, more than likely you're either Igbo or Yoruba. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking up, I'm searching for me. It's like Igbo, Yoruba, okay, all this stuff. Boom, boom. Then I get to, I, I run across this man named uh, Ronald Dalton Jr. Um, and these people, Rebirth, talking about Igbos and Yorubas and how they, um, a lot of their tribes still do uh, the eighth day circumcision, um, Saturday um, resting, they let their land rest. Um, the women are separated during the menstrual cycle. Uh, all these different things. Uh, they, they sacrifice uh, lambs and give offerings and all this stuff. And the, the killer part about all of the information was these jokers ain't got no Torah in the tribe. They just do it because this is what they've always been doing. It's been passed down from generation, 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 generation. This is what you do. That convinced me. And then something mentioned about E1B1A DNA strains. I don't know if I'm going too far. But anyway, look that up. E1B1A. um, You need to see Hebrews to Negroes wake up black America. Hebrews to Negroes wake up black America. If if you're a reader, get the books. It's a book series, but it's also a movie. Mm -hmm. I believe it's on Amazon. You can purchase it on Amazon now, or you can even rent it. Wake up, um, Hebrews to Negroes, wake up, Black America. When I tell you, it's, a, it's he breaks down every, everything, everything, everything. So anyway, I broke all that stuff down. Long story short, I figured out through the scriptures and through DNA that I was an Israelite. And couldn't nobody tell me nothing from that point on. Yes. But my wife's whole back was like, okay, Negro, you an Israelite. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. What is? Why is that important? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he was very excited, and I was excited for him. However, again, that did not help in my search 
in knowing the most high. I'm, again, I'm not looking for Israelites. I'm looking for Yah at the time. I'm looking for God. Um, and again, my question was always like, well, okay, great. Can't we just be Israelites and be Christians? Like what's, that's great. Right. We're all we want to do. Is a new way to do Christianity? Yeah, we just want to follow what the word says, and mm. all we know about the word is that it's connected to Christianity. Um, so, um, for me, it was just a matter of fact to be a lie. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was stuck on this whole: why does it matter? Why does it matter for you to be Israelite? And then also struggling, uh, wrestling with the fact of, well, am I an Israelite? Does it matter if I'm one? Um, I think I even got to a point where I was like, well, even if I'm not by DNA an Israelite, I'm married to one. So cool. If that means anything, then that's great. Um, but yeah, I think what. So what, what what did you read that kind of was like the light bulb? It was like, oh, because my, my yeah, yeah, was obviously yeah. Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 60. I think that's a lot of people's deal. Right. Um, but but that was, wasn't it that, for that me. That wasn't it for you. Yeah, I think. More. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need more information. And, and 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 as a caveat, that I think I think my wife wanted more because she wasn't growing up learning about slave history. Because unlike the people here in uh, the United States, we had to depend on this country to set us free. Haitians set themselves free. So that 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 history, the history they have is, yeah, because they came, they came, they they gave came us we over. We took our free, and we. We killed them all. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, we suffered as slaves. And that is not the history that her her parents teach or project. It's like, no, we winning all day, every day. We won. We're proud people. We're very proud people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think so when there's a lot of different passages that um, allude to the importance of Israel, um, I think oh, man, so one was realizing that Israel was not replaced when we read in, I think it was Romans 9 or 11. Oh, yeah. Paul so, was talking about, you know, has, has, he, has he replaced his people? Tell right. Him right. So I think starting there, I was just like, oh, okay. Israel was not replaced by the Christians. Okay. And Paul inter- and so many times that Paul and the other apostles, even the way they start their letters, you know, like James, to the people scattered, um, like Peter mm-hmm. saying to his brethren, um, John talking about the saints. And when you understand in uh, Revelations, was that 14, 12, who the saints are and what they do and what they look like. Mm-hmm. Revelations 14, 12, please read it. Revelations 14, 12. Yeah. Uh, so you understand that you're like, oh man, this joker is talking. This whole Bible is talking to a people. It's talking to one specific people. Yeah. And then Amos chapter three. Man, that, that is what kind of sealed the yeah, deal there's for something me. something else in, in, in Psalms. Um, if you know it, if you're listening to it, um, he's going on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Yahoo 15 Instagram at Yemiyahu15, uh, Jacob C12 on Instagram and also on Facebook and let us know that scripture. I know it's in Psalm somewhere too, but Amos 3. Yeah, Amos 3 too, um, when the Most High says, only you have I known and only you have I dealt with. That's why I'm about to punish it's, your tail. Yeah, he, <laughs> that right there was just like, oh, okay. Yes. You have a specific people. And then also, um, understanding what was really key also is getting a true understanding of the culture, the right. Hebrew culture, because we lose sight of so much of what the word is saying because we're disconnected from the culture. And we don't know who the people are. Right. So, and, and that culture is even, as you read, you'll see that culture is not, people think, oh, that, that stopped at Malachi. Like, no, that culture continues to weave itself 
through Matthew on through Revelation. Right. It doesn't stop. Mm-mm. It's it's a people. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Yes, oh, so understanding the culture. Understanding the culture. So un- once we started doing some more research and understanding what a covenant is, mm. what how important, what the weight of a covenant is yes. in Hebrew culture. Ancient Eastern covenant, what that looks like. Because that's, that's what our people, that's the covenant our people went into with the Most High is an, an ancient Eastern covenant. Once you understand that. Because we're Eastern people. Yeah, we're, we're Eastern, people. Like Eastern culture. So um, just kind of putting these dots together. Okay. What does a covenant mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, a covenant doesn't get, never you ends. can't get, it doesn't end. You can add on to the covenant. And then when you, you just read don't it in the it. scriptures, and again, I challenge you to go read Genesis through Deuteronomy and see every single time that the Most High says perpetual forever mm-hmm. in all your generations. He uses those three terms over and over and over and over again. And if we learn anything in the Christian church, God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And we also learned that he did away with his own laws. Hmm? What? So, yeah, those are just different <laughs> things that we never thought to question. Right. Um, but and yeah. Put them on trial. Because even like Matthew 5, 17, please go, please go read that. It talks about how mm. uh, the Most High uh, or Yeshua, his son, did not come to abolish the laws or the prophets. Um, and then we we read in, in John, um, well, even before we get to John, a lot of people want to hearken on Paul. What did Paul say? This Paul say. This Paul say. This is what I say about Paul. And a lot of people, in, especially in the, the Hebrew Israelite movement, have their different ideas about Paul. Some people want to like throw him all the way away, but I, I don't believe in throwing away scripture because they are God breathed. But once you, first of all, Peter, and I believe it's first or second Peter three, it talks about how Paul is hard to read and hard to understand. And many of us read him to our own destruction. And they we twist their words and we will twist them and they are twisting them. Um, and then we learn and we, we, we had to read through Acts. You do not understand Paul's letters if you do not understand Acts. You will not. I guarantee you, you will not understand what he's trying to talk about what he conveys. Because in Acts, the latter portion of Acts, he spends that whole time defending himself against what? He's on trial because the Jewish people at that time believe that he is preaching against the law, against the temple, and against Israelites. He defends himself, and his defense over and over again is, I've kept and I'm keeping the law. I love the temple. I love my people. So how does he say, I've never taught against the law and I keep the law, yet when we read some of his letters, we say, well, he says the law's done away with. Either we crazy or Paul's crazy. Paul's crazy or we read the scriptures wrong. We're misunderstanding, yeah. Right. So when we learn that this Bible is just, just about a people, a people, not saying that you know, other nations can't get in on this because mm-hmm. they, they've been getting in on this since forever. Yeah. And that was another thing that opened my eyes. Like, man, while well, I'm reading the Torah, I'm, they've been proselyzing folk. The Yahudim has been bringing people into the fold because the Most High said his house would be a house of prayer for all people. And they took that oh, on. Yes. They took on that mantle of being a righteous priest to the nations, light to the world, salt to the earth. And those things were established way before he brought his son to the to, uh on this earth. Mm-hmm. So if we have been proselytizing, proselytizing means we, we, we bring people into the fold. Um, in Christianity, it's uh, evangelizing. evangelizing. We've been evangelizing people from day one. Because remember, it's not just us that came out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. 
When you went into these other lands, you had two choices. Be family with us or be subject to us. There's your choice. And even being a family with us, there's still some kind of stipulation like you, you part of the family, but you ain't the Yahudim. <laughs> right. You part of the family, you get a little piece of this, but that's our daddy. That's our covenant. Yeah. Um, Which and, I, you can see why there's people get so much pride in just that identity and get lost right. in that. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me, there's still so much more than that identity. With that identity comes a lot of responsibility because mm-hmm. one, you, you're to uphold the covenant. He has, he said, if my people who are called by my name would turn from their wicked ways turn. and return um, yes. and repent, then from heaven will I hear their prayers and right. return to them. So there is a, a responsibility that is attached directly to the people. And I think for me, that's what kind of turn, made me turn the corner. Like there, we have an assignment as a people, mm-hmm. as yes. Israelites, uh, to bring in the nations, to yes. be priests to the nations. Um because we were given that mantle. We were given that mantle. And um, especially things like, um, you start reading, you start, and you start going through prophets. You start reading stuff like Ezekiel. Ezekiel talks about pretty much, and I challenge people to read it for yourself. Even in the end, because like people right now, like at my job, and they've they seen the transition. Oh, why you got a tent in your backyard? Or why you, why you, don't, why you don't celebrate Christmas and Thanksgiving and all these things? Why, what is Passover? And what is uh, Sukkot? All these other things. What are the feasts? What is that? That's strange. That's weird. Ezekiel says, hey, man, y'all better do this dress rehearsal. You either do the dress rehearsal now and learn how to get it right. But when the most high come back, he's going to force everybody to do it anyway. So you do it through joy or you do it through force. You pick. Because Ezekiel says when he comes back, we all going to be doing the feasts. We're all... Revelation talk about there's going to be no one who who transgresses the law that's going to make it, name it, make it in. And that's another one that did it for me. When we figured out what sin really was, you think that's something that's so simple and basic. But we understood, according to John, that sin is transgression of the law that's supposed to, supposedly supposed to be done away with, right? We can eat pork. We can eat shrimp. We can go to church on Sundays. Uh all this other stuff. The Sabbath can be whenever. The Sabbath can be whenever. Uh, all this stuff. When he says no, the Sabbath, because we want to try to change stuff. And then also challenge you to go when to, to search when did Christianity start? The origins of the Roman Catholic Church. And understand how the Roman Catholic Church is a Babylonian religion. It's a religion out of Babylon. And we know everything that comes out of Babylon is not good. Because we think Roman Catholics think Rome, Italy. When, when um, Constantine started Christianity, it was not in Rome. The capital of Rome at that time was Constantinople, modern-day Turkey. That's Babylon. It's in the Babylon area. But anyway, we look at that and we see, number one, we see the saints in Revelation chapter 12. Um, actually, in Revelation chapter 12, we see who the devil really has an issue with, who he sees as a threat. Read that, Revelation chapter 12. Revelation 14, we see what the saints look like. Revelations 2.9 and 3.9, we see what lying people look like. They say they're Jews, but they are not. That's been in there all the time, and some of us have never read that. And then I challenge everybody to read through the whole book of Acts. When I say read through this, 
don't read through it with your Christian, Jewish, Islamic doctrines or whatever uh, religion that you're under. Really pray to the Most High that he takes that stuff away from you and it's just raw. Read it for what it is and he will reveal all kind of truth to you. Once you realize that this Bible is about one people, talking to one people, and most of you listening to this podcast are that people, it starts to open your mind up uh, to what's really going on. And then Matthew 5, 17 is important because even Yeshua says, I've not come to abolish the law. I've come to fulfill it. And a lot of us are Christians say, oh, well, look, he fulfilled the law for us. So we ain't got to do it. So you tell me, he said, I've not come to abolish the law, but to abolish it. Um, also learning about these pagan holidays and look at their origins and who they were worshiping. They're worshiping other gods. You cannot change that. Satan is crafty and his 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 kingdom is very subtle and he gets he gets the praise out of so many dumb stuff that we do. Look up the origins of Christmas. Look up the origins of Easter. These are they're worshiping other gods when you bring in trees into your house and eggs and bunnies and all this stuff. We think it's cute and whatever. We're not doing it for that reason. So we've changed the reason. Like that's the whole thing about Christianity. We didn't change. We didn't change up Saturday to Sunday. We didn't change up how they do the winter solstice. We didn't change up how they do the summer solstice. We're going to call it Christmas and Easter. We're going to call it the Lord's Day on Sunday. Like, no, it's always been Sunday, sun worship. The winter solstice, summer solstice has always been what it was, always going to be what it is. Okay, what you trying to do to it? And so yeah. When we start learning all these things, we start to realize, man, we've been lied to. We've been deceived. People that we love have been lied to and they're in deception as well. But we have to get out of this and hopefully we can pull them out, too. And that made us kind of, you know, turn the corner. And um, I was like, man, yeah, this this thing called Christianity, this is this is not the way at all. So in seeing that Christianity was not the way. Obviously, we came into came into the truth. I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, what? I guess is there anything you want to add? Like I said a lot. Yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, I, I said a lot. Yeah. yeah well, hey. Because I, I don't want typical like Yermia. Yeah. I, I don't want. The, I just don't want this to be like a two and a half hour, three hour podcast. Because it can easily be that. Right. Okay. Well, the only thing I would add, um, just to support what you said about um, those holidays that. Um, Christians have kind of hijacked and just taken on just to kind of go along with whatever society or culture was doing right. so that they can the also... Israelites are told not to do that. Right. On many occasions. Do not follow, do not, you know, your pressure, don't be jealous. Do not go in the ways of... Don't go, don't go and yeah, don't choose his ways. Don't go nations. in the ways of these other nations that I'm sending you. Don't do it. Right. Um, and so although a lot of those things may seem very innocent because we... It's been passed down that it's mm-hmm. innocent and it's just for play um, and that those spooky um his the spooky history behind those some of those um holidays like that's easter or mess. halloween um we did away with that that's, that's, right. that's, that's kind of like the theme here we did away we right but i think um we i didn't want to at least for i'll speak for myself i didn't want to ignore the fact that yes the enemy is crafty and all Man. When the, when something has a purpose, so for example, the Bible has a purpose. The word of the Most High came out and had a purpose. Correct. Just because some other country decided to take it over and give it a new purpose does not, not change, change its, its true original, original, original purpose. purpose. Yes. So the same thing with 
um, those other holidays, even right. though they you can may. Kick around, you can kick around a basketball and kick it into a goal all day and never be a soccer ball. And so, and even if all of it is <laughs> fake, right? Even if it is like we're just being overly cautious, at the end of the day, the oh most gosh. high, it's not ours. The most high has given us very specific uh, holy days to observe, mm-hmm. festivals and feasts and parties to have and to hold. Um, so, Which one way. Which are far better than all these other pagan holidays, just yeah, by the way. Um, <laughs> For us to be set apart um, means right. that we don't do the same things that the culture does, that yes. American culture that's does. Another, that's another question to a listener who is not in the truth. How I, Christianity, even Christianity teaches you to be holy, which yes, means set apart. Set apart yeah. How are you holy and set apart when you participate in everything this culture participates in? Which leads us to our, when we very first said in the beginning of the podcast that Christianity is a fabric and we've woven into the American culture in so many ways that you celebrate Christmas, but so does the agnostic. So does the atheist. You celebrate Easter. So does everybody else. Yeah. You celebrate Thanksgiving. So does everybody else. You out here with your kids and Halloween. Yeah. You want to dress them up as an angel, but you're also celebrating a day that was meant for the dead to venerate the dead and try to bring them back to earth and, all this wickedness and ghouls and goblins when the Bible tells us, hey, do not participate in any appearance of evil. Yeah. So this that's the only thing I would say. But, you know, to someone who's like, well, why do we have to let go of all these quote-unquote pagan holidays? Right. Whether you believe that the story behind them is true or not. That's not what we're given. It's not what we're given. And I would, for me personally, I, it's just a precaution or that I'd like to take just to make sure that I'm not giving the enemy any reason for him to receive any type of praise or worship from, my, from, from our household. So, um, so again, yeah. And, yeah. and so kind of, kind of to wrap all this up, yeah. um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was definitely a quick overview of why we decided, um, not even decided, but why our, how our eyes were open to the truth and why we left Christianity and started following the scriptures. Um, and started taking on and accepting our identity as Israelites and living out Israelite culture. So I guess to end it um, briefly, uh, in your own words, to kind of sum all this up, you know, okay. um, why did you leave Christianity? All in all, um, I decided to leave Christianity. Um, because I decided, one, to acknowledge my identity as an Israelite, and I decided to accept um, the mantle that was given to us, uh, which is to go back to the covenant of the Most High, which was never done away with, um, and walk in the purpose that he's given us. Um, and I think the more and more we walk into it, and I look at you know, the end times, he's given Israelites specific ways to prepare, what to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a certain way for us to live and to walk and prepare for actual end times because yes. um, it's not going to be pretty. It's not. And Christianity does not teach us that. I would, I would, you know, I have to read the, 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 the Torah and the prophets to understand end time. Like revelations is not the all to be all to the end times. Like that's one book. Just a glimpse. You got to read Daniel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Obadiah. You got to open up the Apocrypha and read Edris and Barak and all these other things. And that's another thing that opened my eye too was the Apocrypha, the books they took out the Bible. You start reading those and you were like, oh, well, it makes sense why they took it out the Bible because it, 
it, over and over, it, it it hammers away the idea that there's a people out there, and the pie fracture tell you who exactly who they are, what they're gonna be doing, where they're gonna be at, what they're gonna look like, what condition they in, hmm. all that kind of stuff, and then it, it fills it, in so many blanks. It fills in so many gaps. Like Edris explains how the Most High feels about every other nation except us. So he chose us, and then literally read it now. Second address. I ain't gonna tell you where because I want you to read the whole thing. It says that all the other nations are spittle. He spits on them. Like that's some graphic kind of stuff. I'm not saying this. That's scripture. I mean, some people say, "Oh, the apocrypha is not really." So, if the apocrypha is not scripture, tell me why it, it was in the Bible forever up until the 1700s, or I think the 1800s. As folks start getting wind, like, "Oh, these junkies gonna start reading this junk," and they're mm-hmm. taking it out. Anyway, let me get to the end. Why did I leave? Why did I leave Christianity? In your own words. In my own words. That's a, uh, that's a good book title. <clears throat> I left Christianity because my prayer um, was, Most High, I want to know truth. Show it to me. Show it to me. And he led me to investigate my faith. And I was, my faith was found, not even my faith, but Christianity, the religion I was in, was found to be a lie. And then he showed me what the truth was through the scriptures. So he gave me an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You can stay in this lie, or you can live in this truth. The lie is going to be easy and comfortable. The truth is going to be kind of hard, but it's the truth. Um, so I left Christianity because simply it's not the truth. And I know that may hurt some feelings and some people may feel some kind of way about that. But I promise you, if you investigate it yourself, understand who the people are, read it in its right context, in the Hebrew cultural context, you will understand that what we've been fed is not true. And that's not an indictment or trying to pick on anybody or make anybody mad. If anything, it's like, man, I want my brothers and sisters to wake up and come out of this thing and come back to where we always were. Like my wife said, the covenant wasn't done away with. It's never done away with. It's the yeah. covenant. It's because of the covenant that his son came. And it's because of the covenant that will be in the 12 gates. Um, all good stuff. But yeah, read your Bible from the beginning. Don't, don't, mm-hmm. don't take what anybody feeds you just, just because you've always been doing it. And I understand that some of you have positions and you run conferences now and your pastors and all this other stuff. And you do Christian clothing and Christian poetry and all this stuff and all these positions that you lose. But in the end, what's more important, that you know the truth and you're living for the most high or that you're in this lie, but yet you have these positions? I just want to say one last thing. Okay. Just before you wrap up. Um, I think something that we, that I'm realizing uh, because, you know, we're not, you know, we didn't go to seminary. We're not like huge, right. deep scholars. Right. And so um, a lot of times when I feel like, you know, you have all these other scholars who are always ready to com- to quote unquote dismantle what we're learning and teaching. Um, I'm reminded of what Yah says. He will make the wise or he will make the foolish wise or he will make the things of the foolish wise. Do you remember that verse? Yeah, so pretty much he's saying that the, the 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 wise things, people who think themselves wise will become fools. And the people who thought they were fools 
they will be wise. Because they have the truth. Yes. The most high. So, you know, again, we're not by the standards of this world, we're not considered wise or learned people. Right. Which why which why most of these scholars look at it, look at Hebrew Israelites like y'all stupid, I'm gonna disprove y'all. And then most of them most of them you see either they start arguing and they just sound crazy or they just disappear and they never mention Hebrews like to ever again. Or some of them prove themselves into the truth. Right. So. But I'm mentioning that just to say, um, while there are so many people who are learned and you look up to because they have so much knowledge and wisdom into the Bible, just know that as you go through your journey, only be led by the Spirit. Absolutely. Only that. Um, people have a lot of great one-liners and things to say, but yeah, only blend by the spirit as you search. Well, thank you, family, for listening to another episode of Jacob C. Podcast. Again, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe. And as always, seek truth, live it out, inform others. Shalom. Shalom. Nothing. And I ain't ashamed to throw my hands up